Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy do podcasting. In this episode, Lippy admits being wrong, Grumpy's centre park trip, pizza toppings and a very dull top tip. Now Lippy. Yes. How's the colour coding going? I <laughs> I text you in the week. I came to the realisation that I can't be specific enough with my coloured tape. And I, to be honest, it's mainly for the kitchen stuff, not for the bedroom stuff. But like when we first go move in, obviously you're helping and it would be quite nice to know like where the glasses are and the mugs so that we can have a drink when we first move in. And if I use the tape... It's in one of that coloured box, but if I write on it, I can put kitchen, glasses and mugs. Well, that's why you have a last pack box, which has got kettle, Mm. coffee, mugs, glasses in. Yes, true. So are you saying that your previous coloured tape top tip is in fact not a top tip? I still really enjoy the, the idea, and to some extent, I think it's good but it's not the best top tip I've ever given. <laughs> Do you think it's the worst? No, I also don't think it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to dig through the files then. It's a middle one, middle range. Maybe we'll do the best of the lippy top tips, top 10. Yes. Rank them. Mm. So are you saying I'm right and you were wrong? I'm not saying you're fully right. And I'm not saying I'm fully wrong, but I am more wrong than I thought I was and you are definitely more right hang on I didn't say you were wrong I just said I really liked my idea of tape I'm pretty certain you said I was wrong that writing on the box was an inferior way of doing it which clearly is not it's definitely not I have come to that realization now that we're half packed quarter packed I won't be so generous we're a quarter packed Jolly good. Well, you've got just over a week to go. Yeah, I think I'm going to up the game during this week. I think you have to. I don't want to arrive on Friday. No, I was just taking the whole of Thursday off. So I just said, I'm working and you can pack. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know what will happen. It'll be bacon butties and gone. No, it'll all be packed. I have some slightly bad news to do with moving. I seem to be falling apart. Oh, no. So I've got a problem with my back, which started after the mini trip last weekend before last, mm. which I had to go and see an osteopath about on Thursday of last week. And he found that there was a stuck vertebrae, Ooh. which he is attempted to unstick by putting a hand under my back and jumping on top of it, which was a <laughs> bit of a shock. <laughs> and say that's and what he was going to do before he did Yes, it? he did explain oh, it. I have had that done before, but there was no crack which often mm. associated with that maneuver which is quite nice but none of that so i'm back again on thursday so there's that and also last night i seemed to manage to twist my knee in bed i'm not quite sure how i did it and i got up for the lavatory at one o'clock this morning and fell over because it just, <laughs> just hurt so much but it's still quite painful now so i'm not sure i'm going to be a lot of use really that's unfortunate because it is, isn't it? We were we FaceTimed Chris's parents yesterday to ask them if there was some stuff they wanted that we've got. And I think one of the comments was, oh, that's all right, Laura, your dad's a big guy. He'll be able to do the heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, with these confused big and strength, not mm. necessarily the same thing. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> but Chris has been going to the gym, so... Good. But I do think they're show muscles rather than actual useful muscles, so we'll wait and see. 
Well, when it comes to strength, youth has definitely got to be a benefit. Mm. But I'm just getting a bit worried because every day we get closer, I hear more and more that I'm going to have to actually move more than I expected to. Well, more than one box? Yeah, I expected to be managing. And there was enough people for me to kind of look busy but not be doing anything. That's the management way. I'll do the pillows. So I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about firing bullets into the air. We did. I think it was a few weeks ago. Uh, Interestingly, I... um, if you're wondering what the poo-poo was, that snippy with a water pistol. I only got it today. It's exciting. As you do. Anyway, we were talking about firing up into the air. And I saw the perfect demonstration of this over the weekend, which I'll come on to in a little while. That's with opening, a, opening <laughs> but... a bottle of Prosecco oh, I see. by okay. pushing the cork out. Yes. We tried to video it, but we were all useless. So it didn't happen. But it was a very good demonstration of the speed going up and the relative mm. speed coming down. Anyway, we had a, I had a message from the Screaming Tomato in Australia talking about firing a bullet. And he says, There was a case in Johannesburg in the 90s where a guy was watching a rugby at Ellis Park and was shot in the chest. He survived. The police worked out the entry angle and hence the trajectory and eventually knocked on a door in an apartment block in a nearby suburb, which is a jungle of high-rise buildings. It turns out the guy was cleaning his rifle on the balcony, as you do, and after doing that, fired a shot to test it. And that's the shot that hit the unfortunate rugby fan. That is crazy. One, why are you firing a test shot in a suburban area? I think that sums up some of Johannesburg in a sentence. Yes. So Screaming Tomato then goes on to say, I've tried to look this up on the internet, but most of the posts are up people from looking up the item, trying to find the item on the internet. Um, And I think if the Screaming Tomato can't find a bizarre news story on the internet, nobody has any hope of finding it whatsoever. (laughs) His research abilities, hence the name Screaming Tomato, are legendary. So thank you for that. That was that was quite interesting. Obviously, don't uh, don't try that at home. Cleaning your gun and impressive that the police could figure out exactly where it came from. It is. Yes, I mean, you would have thought the body would have moved a bit. I don't know. That is quite impressive, to be honest. Anyway, so I had a very nice weekend. Very long weekend. I had a a trip to Centre Parks, which Mm. I've never been to before. And we went as part of Wife of Grumpy's sister's family trip, all COVID safe, as sister-in-law of Grumpy is quite stringent about these sort of rules, quite, quite rightly so. So we yes followed all of the guidelines, rules, and a few more things. A few well. extras. <laughs> a few extras. I have to say, those centre parts is quite expensive in terms mm. of the lodges. The accommodation is superb. Is it? Yeah. And do you remember some weeks ago we talked about Imperial Leather Soap? Yes. And the label. And putting it up on the label. Yeah, stop it sticking. Mm. Well, their soap, which comes in, unfortunately, a little plastic wrapper has already got bobbles on it oh, so it doesn't stick and that's impressive. the level of stuff that you get so the mirror in the bathroom was heated so it didn't steam up in the shower Lovely. yeah it was really good it was spotlessly clean the mm. apartment as you'd expect it to be but the whole site with the exception of goose poo yeah and you wouldn't expect them to clear it up and there were a lot of geese flapping around yeah. it was it was spotless no litter it really was, good yeah it was really really good the fact that all the cars move out into the car park and mm, you've really so got no one driving around walking. yeah yeah although the pedestrians and the cyclists do get a bit tangled <laughs> less painful being hit by a bike than a car though not necessarily and we did hire bikes for the duration mm. and 
one of the party decided they didn't want a two-wheeler. So this is one of the adults. Didn't want a two-wheeler. They'd hire a trike. And this trike, I think, was made by the devil himself. (laughs) It's uh, There was a slightly complicated clear-up routine on Monday morning in terms of picking up cars and taking bites back and helping other people. And I ended up having to cycle this tricycle, which really wasn't the right size for me, it has to be said, back to the uh, cycle centre. And the person who'd hired it seemed to be unable to turn left, which with spectacular results going into hedges and things like yes. that. So I think I'm going off. I'm thinking, well, you've got to turn the handlebars. That's, that's a given. You know, yeah. It's not like a bike where you lean it. So anyway, off I'm going, and I've got almost all the way there, and there's one of the cycle paths that's got quite a camber on it. The next thing I know, I'm in the fence with one of the back wheels wedged under the rails. It just, you couldn't, you couldn't stop it. It just went. And of course, you can't lean. Well, you can lean, but it has of no effect whatsoever. Mm. So it really was the trike from, uh, from Satan. That's hilarious. So my advice would be not to hire one of those. And where is the photo evidence? I would... There is no photo evidence because I was on my own. Plenty oh, of people witnessed it, but nobody I know. So that That's was that shame. was quite good. Yes, I also managed to get lost on the bike as well. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, yeah, quite a maze there. This was the one at Sherwood Forest. Maze oh, of the Robin Hood one. The Robin Hood one. No sign of him at all. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. And inevitably, given family heritage, the spoke alarm went off. <laughs> so. Cooking some garlic bread, the garlic butter yeah. ran off the bread onto the bottom of the oven and burned. Opened the other door, off went one smoke alarm, which sets the whole lot off in the villa, <laughs> plus the big red flashing light of the siren outside. And no amount of wafting would turn it off. Oh, is it not? So, got, did it not have a button? Oh, it had a button. You could push that till the cows came home. But no effect whatsoever. So in the end, what we had to do is three of us stood up and put a rag over the three smoke detectors Mm. downstairs in the vicinity of the kitchen until it it stopped. Yeah, it's just crazy. But, you know, family lineage. Your grandmother was very good at doing that. Your mother, very good at doing that. Always know when dinner's ready. You're very good at it as well. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Very good. Not necessarily actually burning the food... Just setting off the fire alarm, smoke alarm. We used to have an ADT alarm here when you kids were much younger, which had a fire detector, but I think it was a CO2 detector. And Mm. they positioned it downstairs. But every time you opened the oven when it was on, it would set the thing off. Uh, Also, where we park the car, start the car, the exhaust fumes come a little bit under the front door. So your mum dropped you off at school one morning, came back to find the fire brigade in the house. (laughs) Which is, was a bit I'm of a sure shock, to be honest. I'm sure she didn't mind that, to be honest with you. But it was a reserve crew from the oh, village, okay. so it's not quite the same thing. But no. uh, I also discovered two new games. Two new games? Yeah, beer pong. We played beer pong at our Christmas I've party. I've never played beer pong. Oh, you, I don't it. remember you playing, but no, we had that's because I didn't. Yeah. Had that. And a game called 21. Were you good at beer pong? I got one in. Okay. How many did you drink? Only one, actually. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I find with beer pong, I'm rubbish at the start, but the more I drink, the better I get. Until a certain point, obviously. And then it goes the other way. Yes, had one round of that. Another game called 21. I think I've played 21. Yeah, it's a sort of counting game where you add in rules and things like that. But the 
object of the game is not to say the number 21. Okay. But neither myself nor wife of Grumpy cottoned onto that. And <laughs> on, I think we both on one occasion just said it optionally. <laughs> Completely by mistake. <laughs> so concentrated so much on other bits. That you just said it. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'm going to say about this this trip was I came across a saying I've never heard of before mm. and it had me in stitches and it's all gong no dinner so if you think of well, with massive houses and stuff you'd have a gong to announce dinner and it's the equivalent of all mouth and no trousers which we would yeah. have down here or all the gear and no idea yes but he's I thought it was a brilliant saying that had me had me in stitches mind you this was after not being very good at 21 and being okay at beer pong see so there had been a few sippies of of a beverage there had been a few sippies before before the hystericalness started so have you watched the friends reunion yet yes we i i said to chris i was like let's watch it at the weekend and then that completely changed as soon as he got home i was like let's watch it now because i don't want to miss out but yeah i've watched it what did you think absolutely loved it I thought they did it so well with like the cutting from the episode to the table reading of them doing it mm. and not being like too interviewee. And then they played the game a little bit as well. Um, I thought it was a really good mixture of everything. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I thought it, I had very low expectations. Yes. And I think the reason for that is the last program of that type I saw was The Inbetweeners, mm. which was an absolute road crash it was it was so bad i think the the actors afterwards on social media apologized for Mm -hmm. the whole experience because it really was dreadful but i thought that was very well put together the only thing that saddened me slightly was the amount of work that some of them have obviously had on their faces yes i don't i don't get it no i just i really don't get it no age naturally is my well i don't think jennifer aniston's had much done I don't know. But again, then I'm not trying to sell my face every day. Yeah, so. that is the problem, isn't it? Well, there is that. But also, I did a million pounds an episode back in the mm-hmm. 90s. So not sh- not sure about that. But I think when it, you start to look a bit like Michael Jackson, you've gone too far. Yes, it was very good. It very was good. good. I thought James Corden was good as well. He was uh, an yes. I- interesting choice. Actually. He seems to have broken choice. that market over there really well. Yeah, he, people in America seem to absolutely love James Corden. I mean, I absolutely love James Corden, mm. but I think we all know him as Smithy, not really as like a show, TV show host. No, that's right. I mean, I know him perhaps both from The Wrong Men's, which was a series on BBC a few years ago, sure which is still on, it's either on the iPlayer or on Netflix, and that's very funny. And I think he co-wrote that with the other star in there. Yeah. can't think what his chap's name is. And that's very funny. Very, very good. Mm. And some of it filmed at Dunsfold as well. Mm. And the other anniversary special that was on, which I haven't seen yet, was the Friday Night Dinner mm. anniversary, which had Paul Witter's last, yeah, the last appearance. Yeah. And I've seen some photos from it, and it does seem very sad. Uh, Paul passing is very hard to uh, to deal with for you know when they've worked together for 10 years mm. it's very difficult so I'm, I'm not sure i could watch that without tearing up a bit and uh, yeah. maybe one from where we're uh, not so much hung over for the weekend. yes <laughs> <laughs> well you can hold the tears back a bit easier <laughs> yes absolutely rather than uh, yes i go for at bizarre statements or cry at uh, yes genius is passing mm. so i guess there's no news with the move it's all just ploughing ahead with packing. Yeah. Fans ordered. We got 
this house up for to be rented. Excellent. Uh, last night it went up yesterday afternoon. Well, the pictures got taken at quarter to two, and we got a phone call this morning to say there are two viewings booked in on Saturday. Well, I never. So, it's good news. Good news always. So, are you renting with any furniture in it? It's confusing because we're not obviously we're renting it unfurnished, but there's things we'll leave like the fridge, the washing machine, yeah, sure. microwave, yeah, yeah, yeah. etc. We're also going to offer to leave the wardrobe upstairs but mm-hmm. then that's just a case of whoever it is if they want it or not and if they don't then we'll just rip it apart and take it to the dump because it's all a bit wonky if i think if you moved it it would fall apart but it's fine okay. yeah. as it is <laughs> um and then we've got tables and chair outside we're gonna okay. leave yeah. those as well yeah. but none of that's going on the inventory because it's not a thing that if it breaks we want to have to pay to get a new set of i sense. see yeah. So it's going as like a, if you want it, we'll leave it. If not, we'll remove it. Oh, well, that's encouraging. Yeah, really good. Very encouraging. So hopefully it won't be too, it won't be empty for very long. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, we've given ourselves a week from when we move to come and get it cleaned and get yeah. it ready to be rented. So it starts the weekend after, if anyone does want it that quickly. Brilliant. Well, it's just a matter of packing. It is a matter of packing. Yes. So um, those empty boxes I can see behind you need to be unempty. There's, oh, you can't see the full ones. Oh, the full conveniently. Ones are, obviously, the empty ones are at the front of the pile so that we can grab them, and then the full ones are at the back. Yes. And there's full ones that end in front of me as well. Ah, okay. Can't see them. But it's still not, it's still only like a quarter of the stuff, so. Yeah, yeah you better get cracking. Thing is, I'm going to do a little bit at night. Not tonight, obviously, because tonight's podcast night, and I need to go and get some food after this. But. Then I'm going to do a little bit tomorrow night and a little bit Thursday night. And then before I know it, be packed. Yeah. My other issue is, what if I need to wear it? We just have to plan ahead a bit. I know, but I've already packed some stuff. I pulled this out of a box this morning, <laughs> the t-shirt oh, I'm right. wearing. We're not going anywhere. That's what I mean, but I, I need to plan a bit better, I think. So that I've got clothes. I might just wear this all week because I don't see anyone anyway. So it doesn't really matter if I get a bit smelly. Might be a bit whiffy, but... No one sees me. It'll be all packed and ready by Thursday night. Excellent. Otherwise, there'll be trouble. (laughs) Good. Well, moving on, I wanted to talk about pizza toppings. Yes. And actually, I wanted to talk about pizzas in general, because a number of people that we know have bought pizza ovens for outdoors. Yeah. And they're looking really cool, I have to say. Yes. From the research I've done, I've looked at the Oni ones, double O-N-I, Mm. and you can fire those with wood or compressed wood pellets or gas i think we've dismissed gas yeah it just seems wrong somehow and the so, pizza the wood... doesn't get that like nice charcoal well taste no it won't no it won't get that that's very true whether you get that from a minute in a wood fire oven i don't know to be honest whether it's just the burnt bit of bread oh maybe yeah true don't know but the warm-up times for gas and wood pellets is the same. It's 15 minutes. So, uh, yeah, the wood pellets is a much better option, really. You, mm. gotta, you don't have to fire it up and then run out of gas and go, oh, no, I'm yeah. in the oven now. <laughs> so that, that got us thinking about the dough. My wife of Grumpy was talking about something that comes in the freezer. I didn't quite fully understand, and I don't think she did. So we'll skip over the dough bit, yes. because I'd be quite keen to make my own and do it, yes. do it that way. That would be but cool. 
toppings are an interesting topic and i think you can probably divide a country with pizza toppings definitely especially with the word that begins with p I was going to mention that first, the elephant in the room, pineapple. <laughs> pineapple. So, are you for or against? For, definitely. I love pineapple. Yeah, you see, I like pineapple, and I really like warm pineapple, but I don't think it belongs on a pizza. Do you not? No. I had, one of the best pizzas I've ever had, had like a pineapple chutney on it. Oh, well, that's a bit different though, pineapple mm. chutney. It was really nice. Yeah. Oh, well, on, actually, on the pizza actually, or as on, a side? Yeah, little dollops on the pizza, so it was Ooh, warm nice. pineapple chutney. Oh, that's a quite an upmarket one, isn't it? It was quite fancy-fancy. I would have said, yes. Yeah, very nice. Now, what about anchovies? I don't like anchovies anyway, so no. You see, I like an Well, I like anchovies anyway, so mm. an anchovy on They're there. just too salty. Yes, they're definitely very salty. Mm. They're probably not very good for you that salty but the oil in it's good so the, everything cancels <laughs> Balances out. Itself out yeah absolutely absolutely fine now i'm getting a bit controversial here mm. i'm not that keen on the tomato sauce neither am i and i have a bit of a problem with tomatoes and particularly tin tomatoes is that they taste tangy. a little bit metallic-y mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's the tomato i don't know if it's the tin i can't imagine the tins leaching into the tomato or whether it's a herb they put in there I think it's probably the tin because they get all that sauce in a tin, don't they? They don't make it themselves, most places. Oh, uh, yes, I would imagine so. But the tin's lined. It's not, you're not, haven't got tomato straight onto metal. There's a plastic liner in the... Oh, is there? In the, oh, there was some sort of coating on the inside of the tin oh. to stop it. Otherwise, it would rust. Good point. Actually, tin doesn't rust, does it? So, no, it wouldn't do. But oh. you wouldn't want the tin leaching into the food mm. particularly if you think you've you've just survived a nuclear holocaust and yeah. you're in your bunker and you're working through your tins of baked beans and then die from metal <laughs> poisoning, poisoning yeah. be, <laughs> you'd want your money back for the shelter at least i'll tell you what is a really white sauce on the bottom of a pizza is a good one so what's in a white sauce i have absolutely no clue but if you ask <laughs> You ask for it, they give it to you. I think it's just like a like a traditional white sauce. So it's just flour, milk and butter, I think. You know, like the start before you make a cheese sauce and they just make it nice and thick. Yes, I know the sort of thing you mean. Yeah, it is. It's called a white sauce, yeah. isn't it? I'm just having a look on, on Tinternet. Yeah, white pizza sauce recipe. Oh, nice. So this is quick and easy, apparently. Yeah. Which never turns out to be the case. <laughs> like us and hello fresh it says 20 minute meal and like two hours later chris brings it out <laughs> yeah quite you'd think there'd be a list of ingredients wouldn't you they're not always easy to find these days sometimes you have to scroll right to the bottom of the post oh it's not a list that's why i'm struggling right it's made of milk salt pepper garlic and parmesan cheese oh yes oh and butter and flour so it's a white sauce with parmesan cheese in it pretty much and garlic and garlic yeah i definitely prefer a white sauce and you can just taste all the ingredients a bit better then as well i'd quite like it i like white sauce but fresh tomatoes like cherry tomatoes on it yes no i completely agree with that mm. now what about cheese all the cheese now i really like warm goat's cheese oh yes goat's cheese is a banger on a pizza yeah absolutely mm. so i think for the first pizza in the pizza oven if we get one mine's going to be onion oh white goat sauce cheese. goat's cheese caramelized onion now <laughs> and, anch- <laughs> and anchovies 
that sounds apart from the anchovies that sounds good a little bit of basil on it as well yes oh to go with the goat's cheese mm. yes that would set that off nicely. and a little a little chili oil drizzle after oh yeah that's yes we haven't got any of that we had some a while back but... mm. i had some that i was using and then i realized the other day that it was a year out of date so i don't see how oil can go out of neither date. can i but i think it's there was something else in it but it definitely had a date and it definitely was gone what you tasted off no it tasted fine but the date was gone oh okay when we were in italy a couple of years ago we went to a balsamic producers and that's a really fascinating industry and it's typically european in that they've got lots of bodies that make Mm. sure that the quality of balsamic is good yeah and there's there's different seals i can't remember the exact words used so it has to go for tastings and these things you know some of them are 25 30 years old and they've been through a series of barrels and one of their biggest annoyances is the fact that they have to put a use by date date. Mm. and they said we put the maximum we can get away with but it it never goes out i mean it's a different product essentially it's, it's still got oil in it yeah so it never actually goes it never goes off but yet you still have to put a date on it because of eu regulations yeah oh interesting yeah so maybe the oil was okay maybe it was well i'll get a fresh one when we move anyway yeah well it'll be interesting so if you know about oil and whether it goes off then please That's do get it. in touch yes. we'll, we'll pass the message on actually over the weekend we had a discussion about whether you should keep eggs in the fridge or not I never... I don't think you're meant to keep eggs in the fridge. I think it depends. Well, I read something during the week, just coincidentally, that said if you've bought supermarket eggs, then they are washed and you need to keep them in the fridge. Okay. But then they're not in the fridge at the supermarket. Yeah, that's why I don't think you're meant to keep them in the fridge. No. But then the ones that if you got it straight from the farm, for example, which have not been washed at all, Mm. then you don't keep them out of the fridge. Strange. Yeah, so, no, maybe that's something we ought to look into a bit more. I don't keep my eggs in the fridge, so maybe I should be. But I haven't got, I haven't had any egg poisoning. No, no, and I don't know why you need, well, I mean, it's a food stuff, isn't it? It will go off eventually. Yeah, I guess. I think we tend to keep them in the fridge mostly because then other stuff doesn't get put on top of them. True. They get broken. And they're not just then lying on the side as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your eggs don't even last a week normally, so... No, we go through an astonishing number of eggs a week, which mm. uh, is probably very bad for yeah. you. But <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it just makes you a bit constipated. I haven't noticed any of that. Oh, actually, an egg on a pizza is very nice. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Spinach a fried and egg. egg. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you ricotta. presumably just drop it on. Yes. Yeah. Spinach and ricotta with fried egg. So what is the first pizza out of the oven going to be for you then? I I actually really like a simple pizza. So like when we order pizzas, we normally go half and half. And I always get half just margarita cheese pizza because I really like just a good, like a good quality cheese pizza. So good. Yes. It's like the plain and simple cheese sandwich I had a couple of weeks mm. ago. It's just and good I forgot, honest food. We, I only started doing that about six months ago and I had one and I was like, I forgot how good just a cheese pizza is. So cheese pizza is a definite and then i also like lots of veggies on a pizza like mushroom Mm, yes i'd like ricotta like a different kind of cheese and also not little bits of pepperoni but like the big thin pepperoni slices 
salami. salami. Or, yes. Yeah. Just yeah. cheese and salami. I'm not overly sure about salami. I sort of quite like it, but I find it a little bit odd. I much prefer chorizo, actually. Do you? I find chorizo mm. a bit um, chewy, really. It is, yeah. Mm. No, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I think I prefer... I think the flavour of chorizo I prefer. I have something to do with it. But you are. It can be a, it can be a bit of a nightmare to chew and swallow, to be honest. Yeah. Right, the other thing I found with these ovens, apparently you can cook steak and fish and vegetables oh, very quickly. Which obviously appealed to wife of Grumpy, being a big steak enthusiast. Massive steak enthusiast. Can you make gluten-free dough i don't see why not you can make gluten-free just about anything these days no i mean you personally can you make me gluten-free dough when you make your dough oh no you bring your own dough i can't make any dough <laughs> so i'm gonna make special dough for you yeah i'm trialing gluten-free oh yeah mm. it's, it was went to a barbecue on sunday i've only been trialing gluten-free for like the last week okay Went to a barbecue on Sunday, and I have not many people know I'm trialing gluten free with some of my friends, and and they were like, "Oh, who wants a bun?" And I was like, "Oh no, I'm actually trialing to be gluten free at the moment, just to see if it helps any tummy issues and whatever." And then one of them goes, "Oh, you got the brioche buns? That's good." And I was like, "I'll take one." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's an epic fail. It was a bit like your conversion to vegetarianism. And they were wasn't it? absolutely laughing they found it so funny and I was like well I'm not being gluten-free in the sense of like I'm never going to eat gluten again it's just that if I uh, what I'm trying to do at the moment is not eat gluten Monday to Friday so that if I want to eat some gluten at the weekend I can and it shouldn't affect me as much because it doesn't build up it's a thing I've been reading lots of weird stuff on it anyway so I thought I'd trial by being completely gluten-free to start with to like get back to normal and then start adding bits of gluten in to see if it's that i just i can't i can't say no to a brioche bun well it's a bit like giving up smoking but not at the weekends or yeah at least that's that's good for you well it is a friend of mine decided that he was going to cut down on his drinking so he he wouldn't drink at home during the week Mm. but going out was okay in the week in the week yeah (laughs) That's, yeah. That one's not so good. I, no, no. So I'll only drink at home at the weekends, or if it's a special occasion, I'll drink if I go out during it the It just then, there's so many little, oh, but if this happens, then I, then I will. And do you know what he does now? Runs a pub. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't have time to drink now, to be honest, no, if he possibly, runs a pub. Possibly not. No, possibly not. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I think what you're supposed to do with that is not eat it for a fairly lengthy period of time and see if it... It makes an improvement. Yeah, it's like three months. Yeah. Maybe I'll wait till after barbecue season and then I'll start. Well, that's bonkers, really. Have you tried the gluten-free bread? Yes, I do actually like quite like gluten-free bread. I'm not against it. but Is that wheat-free as well? Yeah, I'm trying to do wheat-free, but I think the gluten-free bread is also wheat-free. Possibly, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, I mean, I've tried many wheat-free breads in the past, and some of them are dreadful. Oh, some of them are. Some of them are quite good. I had one recently, I can't remember the name of it, it was in from Sainsbury's. Mm. It wasn't too bad, but it does tend to fall apart very easily. But I don't eat bread a lot anyway. It's only at a barbecue I'll have a bun for the burger. Yeah. So... The majority of the time, I don't really need a bun for my burger, but I really like a brioche bun. <laughs> I couldn't say no to the brioche no, bun. Quite. So Who I, can? I had it. 
Who cared? Anyway, we've gone off topic a bit. We have. Usually, just a bit. Anyway, talking about food, been growing some Brussels seed. My aim was to, yeah, I know you don't like them, I yeah. love them, is to have them for Christmas dinner this year. Unfortunately, they were in the conservatory, mm. keeping nice and warm last week, and went to have a look at them, and something had eaten all the leaves. The cat? I doubt it's the cat. Could be. But no, they've all gone. So I'm going to try just throwing some seeds in the ground and maybe getting some plugs from the garden centre. But that's very odd. I don't know what's got it. But something's also got stuff in the garden as well. Yeah, I don't know whether there's something in the conservatory cats brought in that's munching. You definitely... There were definitely some rats... Oh, yes, the cat's on rat watch at the moment. Is she? she, Yeah, yeah. So we came home yesterday and she was stood in the same place she was when we left. I I think she probably has moved, staring at the place where the rats come out. Oh, exciting. Because they they don't live under the decking, do they? Yes, they do. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're very sweet as well. I don't mind rats. I wouldn't want it to, to touch me, but I don't mind rats. Yes, a friend of ours who's a vet, he always says rats make much better pets than hamsters they're much more family oriented rather than hamsters they're just evil either, are they, rats? no they're not no, no that's what i don't understand about hamsters. getting a hamster is it, it it doesn't do anything in the day and it does everything while you're trying to sleep next to it at night yes absolutely anyway have you got a top tip for us that's better than the uh, colored tape top tip so my top tip isn't really a top tip but i did learn something very interesting about sofas at the weekend that feels quite dull, but do continue. It's not that interesting, I have to admit. <laughs> well, it depends who you are. It was, I found it very interesting. So on a sofa, there's two different types of cushions you can get. You can either get a foam-based or fibre-based sofa cushions on the bottom. And we were going around sitting on lots of different sofas, and it's so easy to tell. Never buy a foam... Sorry, a fiber based cushion for your sofa always upgrade to foam that is possibly the dullest top tip i've ever heard tell you what though if you had upgraded your seat cushions to foam they wouldn't be falling off the sofa every 10 seconds that's got nothing to do with the contents it does it does this is what the guy told us is that the fiber cushions squish and move as you whilst you're sat on them so if you're sat slouched and like leaning back and pushing forwards it will move the whole cushion forwards. So should Whereas... we have them refilled with foam then? Yes. Oh, maybe we'll try that. Anyway, I've got a car-based fun fact, Ooh. as it's the only way for me to get car-related stuff into this podcast. It is. Han Min Hong, South Korean professor, built mm. and successfully tested a self-driving car in 1993. So that's 28 years ago. 1993. Crazy. The car travelled 185 miles from Seoul to Busan mm. in one of South Korea's most heavily travelled expressways. So, reading between the lines, it was very busy. Yes. Despite the amazing results, the government saw no future in the technology and scrapped funding for his research. That's crazy. It is crazy, but what is amazing is how good the Korean cars are now, mm. compared to 1993 where they were poor, let's put it that way. They were cheap and they were cheerful, but mm. they're Yes, certainly their electric cars are a world class, if, if not leading the world in, in many respects. So, yes, interesting. Must have done quite a reverse ferret on that at some point. Yeah, good fun fact. I liked it. Good. Well There'll done. be more car-related ones next week. 
<laughs> That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.